celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole dream team here on this 4th of July weekend. Bobby Hill playing with sparklers in her news booth. You're going to get hurt. Yeah, my cat goes fire extinguishers in here. Don't you people no. know? Not I a good idea. There's a reason I have fire extinguishers around. It's because of the tater tot incident where you were starting to grill tater tots inside the news booth. Is that is that I noticed no they were said, in there since then. Right. No one said you shouldn't use a big lighter to grill tater tots. There was no warning on the lighter or the tater tots. Yes. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. And of course the engineers here, there's you know, they're always like they don't bring drinks in and don't cook in the studio and uh, we of course the Oh, first they don't mind do. if you bring drinks in if you bring enough for them. So how are you today? My computer has limped back to life thanks to Jason, who is the best computer guy on the planet. Well, and it's like it's barely there. i got to go out and buy some more RAM, a DDR2 stick, a memory stick. Huh. Does that make sense, Hal? Do you know what that means? Sure. He's lying. I, I don't okay. know that. So. <laughs> Let me put it in motor terms so you will understand. Yes, okay. Computers nowadays in the year 2010 Which it is. are basically V8 engines. They really are. Me, I've got a 2005 laptop. It's pretty much a Vega with one of the cylinders gone, so I'm working <laughs> on three cylinders here. I was going to say a Pinto. Yeah. Oh. Pinto was Did the exploding you, one, wasn't it? I saw a Pinto on the road two days ago. It was one of those fabulous rusty orange-colored hatchbacks, uh-huh. and you could see everyone just moving away as if they all knew. <laughs> no one would be near this lady who was, and I couldn't believe this lady was actually driving this car. And it was, it looked like original condition. It was kind of sad. Yeah. That's what I learned how to drive in. I took my driver's test in, in a Pinto. In a Pinto, no. yes. We had, what we had your a Pinto. We had a station wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. I took my driver's test in my mom's 1971 Olds 98 which is the size of a small tuna saner. And the rat bastard at the DMV, ah. thinking he could get this little 16-year-old kid who didn't know what she was doing, looks at me and tells me, okay, I want you to do a three-point turn. Well, moron didn't know the GM equipped that thing with the best power steering on the planet. Oh, yeah, I did, did that three-pointer, no problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're old. Doesn't it sound like we're old? Yeah, it does. Oh, we are so old. Hey, it's a beautiful 4th of July weekend. <laughs> we're going to barbecue in the studio if we have to. That's all I'm saying. Please be very Disconnect careful. Disconnect the smoke sound. <laughs> smoke alarms. Steve Garvey is joining us today. <laughs> and uh, I, I still think I know what not to say. Good, Hal. When he comes Are on you the sure? Air. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I've been brief. Do you have the list in front of you? This morning. Anything that has to do with him being my father, I'm not supposed to talk about. No. But he's doing some he great doesn't things. He doesn't want to talk... He doesn't want to talk about going on Jerry Springer to play Who's Your Daddy. No, not at all. No. He, uh, he's, he's working with Natural Balance, one of our sponsors, and he's doing some great They have fun the best things. food for kitties. Don't they? Love the stuff. Mm-hmm. My kitties like it. And so he'll be joining us in just a few minutes. And the lineup continues next week. I see Bo Bice joining us. Now, he was, uh, didn't he win on American Idol? Or, he, no, he, he came in second. second. Yeah, to uh, carry on. Oh, Underwood. I thought, okay. I get confused because I always think that Bo won. No, he was up against right. Carrie. No one was going to beat Carrie. Yeah, that girl can sing. She's no got some kidding. pipes. Yeah. Speaking of American Idol. Like Seacrest's mouth, you can't shut it off. And we can't do that in the Gulf with this oil spill that's going on. We're going to be talking to an expert today. I don't know if this expert was hired by BP 
Do you know, Judy? I don't know the connection. I, I, did we do any vetting on this expert? Someone did some vetting somewhere. Yeah, he BP okay. supposedly gave us this guy's name. It was BP's lead that we have here for a marine okay, so biologist. We're going to get the BP slant. Now, you realize that on the Ollie, the emergency plans for all the oil companies, that the doctor they had for the emergency contact for when these spills happened died four oh, years ago. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. But his name and phone number were still, still there. Still there on the, on the release. <laughs> love the oil companies. Just love you. And in uh, the celebration of 4th of July, we're going to be looking at first pets, all the animals that our first families have had from uh, armadillos to the beloved Bo Obama today. And an expert from AP coming on to talk about that. We'll have giveaways. Well, very exciting. The whole dream team's Stop. here. Dr. Debbie answering your uh, vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani. Bobby working on news. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims and Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Toll free at 1 866 405 8405 right now. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Hey, hey. Hal Abrams here, 1-866-405-8405. Judy Francis answering the phones at that toll-free number. If you'd like to talk to Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Villani or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Susan Sims is also here and Bobby working on news. Bobby has some exciting news about the canine influenza and a new vaccine. Ooh. Remember we told you, we talked about that earlier this year. And in the news, and it's finally been approved. Good. So we will have info on that coming up in the news. All on the way, and I understand uh, as we kick off this 4th of July weekend that uh, we're going to be on Facebook now. I don't understand anything about this. <laughs> and uh, Honey, that's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll take care we're of it. We're getting help with that. <laughs> You know, every time somebody says something's on the wall, I look over to the wall, and I'm like, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. See this story out of San Miguel. Man says he shot his wife by accident. In a video shown on the first day of his trial, 25-year-old John Aaron Norson says he was tripped by his dog, and his semi-automatic rifle went off, and he Uh, shot his wife. Oh, yeah, blame the dog. Yeah, use the dog (laughs) as a house. What are you doing in the house with a loaded gun and no safety? Not just a loaded gun, a semi-automatic rifle. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Blame it on the dog. Aren't those illegal? I I think so. Hey, on this 4th of July weekend, uh, your neighbors might be firing one off with fireworks later on. Careful. Please be careful with your pets. And uh, we have on today's show from Associated Press, they put out a new book called First, Pre- uh, First Pet, The Presidents and Their Beloved Canines, Felines, and Other Four-Legged Creatures. That's fascinating. I just love to see what kind of pets have been in the, some weird, in the White House. Some weird ones, too, I might I know. say. We'll have uh, giveaways of the book as well as the author, Chuck Zoller, on you see the editor, author. Oh, Steve Garvey today? Oh, I'm sorry. Steve Garvey's going to be joining us. Woo-hoo. And uh, if, you, if you lived in L.A. or uh, San Diego, either one of those. Uh, hey, L.A. had him first. Padre, he was a Dodger. Dodger. He, he was He's a, always going to be a Dodger. He, he, well, yeah, he was a Dodger first. Now, he won the 84 World Series. So that uh, wasn't that the Padres. That was that was Padres. To yeah. No, Padres have never won the World Series. Really? They have gone and lost miserably 
they have never won. Oh, oh helping the team to the series, I see. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was Steve Garvey. Yes. Was Steve Garvey. He helped yeah. them win the pennant. Yeah. And uh, apparently he's working with Natural Balance, one of our sponsors, and doing some fun dog-related events, and he'll be joining us in a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. We'll also be talking to Jay Holcomb. He's from the International Bird Rescue Research Center, and he's dealing with the cleanup of the animals down in the Gulf and that whole horrible spill and mess that everyone keeps pointing fingers at. That just hurts hurts me to see that. Every time you turn the TV on, I can only imagine what people down there are going through. Well, you know, it's it's not only just to see all the animals hurt, but why are we still pointing fingers, and why is everyone looking for blame? Why don't we just try to find a way to stop it first and then... There's plenty of time for blame later, is what I'm saying. Let's see. It was Bob Barker was on two weeks ago. He said this is Obama's hostage crisis. That's what he mm-hmm. called that. Yeah. Let's see how it comes out. Yeah. On this, uh, let's see. Let's go to our toll-free lines, and we have Joe on the phone. Hey, Joe. Hello. Where are you today? Kansas City, Missouri. Beautiful Kansas City. How can we help you? Well, I have a lot ladder. She's seven years old. And she she's had some problems of uh, of uh, loss of bladder control, and we took her to the vet, and the vet said that she had a bladder in, in, in infection. So we treated that, but I think she's still having problems with it from time to time. Okay. And it, once the infection got cleared up, is she doing anything where she's drinking a lot, or is it just a matter of she's leaking urine? Well, uh, she just, when she's laying around sometimes, she just has a, you know, loss of the bladder. Okay, you just find like a puddle after she gets up and walks away. Well, yeah, right. I mean, while, okay. while she's laying down, yes. Okay. And is she able to potty and void normally? Like she can go out and squat and she does her business and it seems normal at that time? Yeah, yeah. All, all of that seems normal. Okay. All right. And is she currently on any medicines right now? Just the medicine for the uh, bladder in, in, in infection. Okay. All right. Well, if... If that has been checked out and the veterinarian feels comfortably that there's no current infection that's playing a role, you know, uh, we do commonly see female dogs uh, develop an incontinence problem. And there can be different reasons for that, but one of the more common can actually be um, a female incontinence, which can be hormone-related. So in some cases, it's a matter of just getting them on a medication that helps to strengthen the tone of the sphincter of the bladder, Nice big word, sphincter. Um, and uh, many dogs can do very well with that. And there's a medicine, basically, it's called phenylpropanalamine or proin. And that is uh, very useful. My own little doggie is on that um, twice a day. Now, there, in addition to that, some, some dogs don't show good enough response with that. So we might look at actually an estrogen compound. Um, and there's one called DES, which can be used either by itself or sometimes we'll use it along with this other medicine and to try to help that continence problem. But it is, um, if, if we feel comfortably that there's not other causes, 
infection, bladder stones, tumors, or say a back problem, then going down this road with medications can be very useful. And it can actually help them from getting future infections. Because a lot of times when they're leaking urine on themselves, they can get little vaginal infections and skin infections. And that just sets up for, for more and more problems. So I would definitely say, you know, it's time to ask if those medicines might be appropriate for your baby. And, uh, you know, very treatable. My my little girl, she's been on her, uh, we call her pee pills. <laughs> she's on her pee pills. And she's actually on both of the urine continence medicines. That's what it took for her. Um, but she does very well, doesn't leak through the night. And she can get up from a seated position without leaving me a little piddle puddle there behind. So I would definitely look into that, Joe, and see if that's helpful for your girl. Uh, this dog, she she was spayed about a year ago, and she's had okay. several several litters of puppies, and uh, we we got her through a shelter, and so I just wonder if if that would have an effect on it her being spayed. You know, in some cases, yeah, we can see some uh, concerns with hormone-related uh, continence. Now, we do know that continence can happen in male dogs as well, so we can't always say it's estrogen-related and hormone-related in that way. But in some situations, yes, it can be hormone-related. So is it something that you say that spaying causes? Uh, yes, possibly, but yes, maybe not. Um, so um, very treatable if that is the situation, and I would you know, certainly look into the medication to see if we can help her with that. Okay, thank you very much. I'll, thank, I'll check into that. Thank you, Joe, for your call today. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. Could be uh, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, or dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Uh, Susan Sims is here, bearing gifts today. We're all toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. That's slow enough for you, Guido. Thank you. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herm Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com. Hi, this is Creston. Of course, you know me as the amazing Creston. And you're listening to me on Animal Radio. Don't forget to spade and neuter those loved ones which we've bonded with, our pets. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try natural balance. When it comes to controlling cat box odor, there's no such thing as good enough. Buy the best or smell the rest. In other words, get World's Best Cat Litter with patented formulas made from whole kernel corn. World's Best Cat Litter is 100% natural and scientifically proven to deliver unsurpassed odor control, compact clumping, and longer-lasting use. See what a difference just one bag makes. And for a limited time, save big when you buy. To download a coupon, go to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. 
Why read a newspaper in the age of the internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. This is Animal Radio, baby. Okay, I've been briefed what not to say to Steve Garvey, who will be our special guest in just a few minutes. However, I've done my research and I will dig deep into his past. Uh, you're going to get us all into trouble here, Hal. No, I, won't. I, I won't do that. I found out some pretty interesting stuff. The guy's a great guy, by the way. Yeah. And uh, he's working with Natural Balance. And, of course, Natural Balance is one of our sponsors here at Animal Radio. And uh, next week, Bo Bice from American Idol fame. You watch American Idol there, Doc? Yeah, I sure do. You? you know, intermittently. You know, sometimes I'll find like certain people that really kind of catch me, and I remember Bo. Yeah, name like that, you can't forget that. Oh, admit it, you had a crush on him. All the all the women had a little crush on him. Yeah. yeah, I'm like Paula. You know, she yeah. always had the crush on the good-looking young guys. You're, you're much <laughs> smarter than Paula, though. I'll tell you that right now. And uh, we're glad that you're answering our pet questions. I w- sure, as, sure as hell wouldn't have Paul answering my pet questions. And you sure wouldn't want me judging a talent competition there. So Let's uh, go to line two. It's had no attention today. And Ramon, is it Ramon or Ram- Raymond? Who is this? Uh, this is Ramon. Hey, Ramon. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Hey, we share something in common. Oh, yeah. 1955. What? Yes. Yeah, we're Birthday. old. We're Mine old. Too. We're old. Just as old as Disney, huh? <laughs> uh, just as old as Disney, you got it. Uh, I have a question. Uh, I have a mint pen. She's two and a half years old. We uh, we picked her up when she was only four weeks old. So she didn't have a tooth in her mouth, and we had to uh, feed her what they call bitches milk. Is that okay to say? Oh, yeah. You fed her what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Bitches milk is what uh, I believe what, what you yeah. said, right? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, that's, that's okay. proper. And uh, she, you know, in order and to transfer her over to a regular food, uh, she's a very picky eater. I would, <clears throat> I took the puppy chow and chewed it up, masticated it for her, and, you know, she kind of like fed from my lips. What? I'm sorry. Did you say you chewed up dog food for her? Yes. When she, oh my she's gosh! She's only like four and a half weeks old. Well, I don't okay. see anything wrong with that. Was, do you? No, she, she never bit dedication. my lip or anything. She was real nice about it, and so I guess she's a very picky eater. You know, okay. she wants she's ninety percent of the time hand fed, and we're, we've tried all sorts of dog foods. You know, little specialty packages from uh, exotics. And sometimes to get her to eat, you actually have to, like, uh, slap her around, like, with a piece of meat or something like that until she starts biting and bites it, and then she'll start eating it. Oh, my. This is becoming a strange situation. <laughs> okay. Well, she, she's a Redmond pin. So it's, uh, um, she's on, she's on, uh, she's not fixed. She hasn't been spaded. Because our last one uh, passed away on the operating table, and nope, don't want to take that chance again. Uh, well, but, we'll skip that. Let's talk about now. So, what is she eating right now? Uh, 
Well, we kind of like uh, slowly cook ribs, and we what we do is we add, uh, can I say, Dynavite? Sure. To, okay, uh, yeah. A vitamin supplement because uh, she loves vegetables. You know, bell peppers are like one of her favorites and carrots. And All right, I'm going to um, stop you, Don. I, I'm sorry, Ramon. I'm going to stop you here because... <sighs> Feeding a human diet to dogs is not appropriate. You know, cooked ribs is not a good diet for her. And I don't care if she doesn't like dog food. You are, she is training you and she has successfully trained you to not only turn your diet and your cooking regimen geared towards her, but you're now also becoming her plaything when it comes to food. To have to throw and wave the food around for her to show interest in it, you know, she has got you wrapped around her little paw, and she's showing you who's the boss in this household. And I am a strict mom when it comes to feeding. And granted, there are dogs that have particular preferences for food, soft food, canned food, um, I, I would have to say that you're heading down a path where you are heading her towards a nutritional deficiency if she's not already there, and we are doing nothing for her. This is similar to a child who doesn't want to eat the vegetables, so we kind of say, okay, well, what do you want to eat? Well, here's some peanut butter. She doesn't know what's good for her, and she's selecting what's either the most fun or what you make the most fun foods. So I would say this is a very dangerous thing. And using a supplement, Dynavite or whatever, does nothing to make up for an inadequate diet. So you can't make up for her lack of getting an adequate calcium-phosphorus ratio, lack of minerals, and important amino acids that are necessary. So I am very fearful of where this is going for her health. And uh, I would definitely say as much and as difficult as it is, got to get her onto at least a good proportion of her diet onto either a quality diet or we need to work with a veterinary nutritionist to get a home-cooked diet that we can actually assess and test to make sure it's in a good nutritional ratio. So there are some options there, but I I don't like the option you're going down right now. Well, my wife's gone online and looked at uh, menus or recipes so she can make some for uh, her. But what we put it inside her bowl, she kind of like turns her nose up at it and uh, she she will not touch it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what what's a like waiting period? We hear that you know you can't let a mint pen that's active and everything uh, go without eating at least something for a while. And she, well, she would satisfy on a you know a slice of cheese or um, a bone or something like that. Okay. Now, the general guideline, and this is for an adult dog in good health, the general guideline is my period of time where I play tough love is three days. And a dog can go well beyond that without eating. But what you are actually doing is once you're kind of stretching it out and maybe going a meal or even you stretch it a little further, she knows you're going to give in and give her that piece of cheese. So it's really a matter of making a family decision that this is not how we're going to carry on for her health. And if it means she misses meals for that long, as long as she's drinking, I'm not worried. And as long as she's in good health, I'm not worried. But you have to have that strength of character to stand there and look at those brown eyes and be able to say, 
this is not the right choice for you, and I'm not going to go that road. Yeah. Hey. So, and one more thing, as far as with you went online, and online is a great place for some information, but it's not a sound place to get accurate nutritional information. There are some good online resources. Um, there's one veterinary site that's called balanceit.com, and you actually have your diet tested, and they'll tell you what shortcomings it has. Um, but the guidelines basically are try to get to a good prepared diet and then supplement beyond that. I want to be your dog in my next life, if that's okay with you, Ramon. Believe it or not, the last uh, meal that she had ate for a week, uh, I bought her a whole rack of beef ribs. Oh, that sounds oh, good. Sounds God. good to me, but not good for the dogs. Ramon, yeah. thanks for your call today. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. I'm so hungry. Can you hear my stomach? <laughs> Steve Garvey will be joining us today, of course, from uh, Dodger fame and from Padres yeah. fame. And he Steve led, uh, let's see, it was L.A. he led to the 84 World Series. Is no, that correct? it was the Padres. It was the Padres? I believe. Okay. Well, all I know is that I'm not supposed to talk about his paternity suit or any of that stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So just drop it. Have but I do, I do have some interesting stuff from his past that I'm going to dig up and we'll talk about. We'll find out about his pets. He's doing a lot uh, with natural balance and uh, I believe he's their spokesperson now. He's been hanging out with Tillman, the skating pit bull. Is it pit bull? No, he's a bulldog. bulldog. Yeah, the English bulldog. The skating, the, the, oh, yeah, I did that bulldog that I'm right. The, yeah. the float. Yes, that was on the float. Yes, the, the exactly. Yeah, he does it all. They hang out together. They go to bars and drinking and stuff together. <laughs> Judy wants me to move it along. She's giving me the signal here. Hey, if you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. We're dog father, Joey Villani. Vladi, do you do that Facebook thing at all, Vladi? Yes, I do. I love it. People can locate me on the Facebook, and I'm replying to any request. I have a lot of friends all across the world. Okay, well, we just started this week, and so we need some more friends. Will you be our friend? <laughs> if, you, if you give me some vodka, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, you didn't have enough of that on your birthday, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's always good to have a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, guys, you're my friends forever. You know that. What do you do for the 4th of July? Uh, Mika and I, um, we're going to do firework in our balcony, in our apartment. So hopefully we're not going to get, uh, you know... Uh, taking from our balcony by Newport Beach, California police. That's illegal. Yeah, hey, you're really. But I will tell you, I'm the world-renowned person. And, you are. Uh, you know. Yes, I am. I'm. You know. In, in in Newport Beach, it's a very specific city. Listen, people. If you're driving in Lexus here, police will never even stop you. So my my kids told me. So in the next vehicle, I'm going to get Lexus here because that's the privilege. I love that stuff. I love privileges. I always had privileges in Russia. So it's kind of reminding me my neighborhood a little bit. Does uh, Mika get frightened from the higher fireworks? That's very interesting because I am receiving, of course not. Uh, why? Because she's well-bred. Sounds like me. So, you know, it's a, so it's a, so interesting. I'm receiving so many callers from the people and clients uh, around that time when everybody is telling me how their dogs are petrified from the fireworks sound. And I'm giving them all that solutions and how to do it appropriately. But I remember the time when I got my Mika. She was about eight weeks, which she normally should be when you're getting her like from the puppy. And uh, she never even, and it was around that time, uh, July 4th, and she never was scared from that sound. One more time tells me 
No one is created equally. Unfortunately or fortunately, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, that's what genetically. She was genetically very stable. So some dogs can learn to tolerate that kind of noise, is what you're saying, and some dogs just will never like that. Exactly, exactly. Some, it doesn't mean they're bad dogs, you know, they cannot tolerate it. It's just they're sensitive to the uh, searching uh, sound. They're very sensitive to every unknown things. For the same reason, dog is sensitive from uh, a garbage truck, for instance, every Wednesday, Thursday in the morning, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so many colors we have. It's again goes back to the genetics. Not everyone is equally, and, uh, you know, for instance, you may be here much better than me speaking English, but I maybe do something better than you, for instance, dog training. So everyone has a such an, you know, such an strong points and weak points. Very, very true. Hey, if you want to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, it is toll-free right now to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Could be Dr. Debbie or Bobby, animal communicator Joy Turner, Vladi, Susan Sims. Uh, we're all here at your beck and call on this 4th of July weekend. Stephen Garvey, Mr. Steve Garvey, joining us in just a few minutes. He's uh, Do you know who Steve Garvey is, Vlad? Uh, no, but, you know, I read a little bit. Uh, could you remind me a little bit more because refresh my memory? He's a big-time baseball player. He was on the Dodgers and the Padres, and they went to the 1984 uh, World Series. Don't think they won that. No, uh, they didn't win. We'll be with us. We'll talk to him. Anyway. On Animal Radio. This has been Varane on Animal Radio. Remember to spade and neuter your animal for a healthier and longer life. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The wildlife death toll from the BP oil disaster in the Gulf of Mexico continues to climb. As of last week, the International Bird Rescue Center reported 783 dead birds, 353 dead sea turtles, and they expect that number to continue to climb. Problem is, these birds get soaked with oil, they go climbing into the marshes, and they are never seen again. The Deepwater Horizon explosion may have also killed a sperm whale. NOAA, that's the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, those officials spotted the mammal floating 77 miles south of the spill site. To put these numbers into perspective, after 1989's Exxon Valdez ran aground off Prince William Sound, 250,000 birds were killed, along with 2,800 otters. But experts are saying the Gulf spill is more, no more ominous as it continues to spread. The ASPCA of Missouri and Louisiana have established a dogfighting DNA database in hopes of catching those behind the cruel so-called sport. Since it is rare to catch a dogfighter in action, forensics are being used to nab the bad guys. The veterinary genetics lab at UC Davis operates the canine combined DNA index system with the goal of using 21st century technology to investigate and prosecute dogfighting cases. And a rose is a rose is a rose. But is a pickle von corn dog a pet name or something you just shouldn't eat at the county fair? The nation's oldest pet insurance company came up with a list of the most unusual pet names for 2010. For dogs, yes, pickle von corn dog topped that list. Followed by Lord Chubby Pruneface, Badonkadonk, Ninja Star Danger Rock, and Molly McBoozehound. That's the top five for dogs. For cats, Per Diem. Uh -huh. I'm going to let you figure out how that's spelled. Per Diem 1, followed by Bing Clausby, Cleocatra, Admiral Pancake, and Optimus Pants. 
I'm not making those up, but the owners did. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter with a tip for traveling with your cat. Be sure your cat's identification is firmly attached. Make sure vaccinations are up to date and medications are packed. Don't forget to bring your cat's medical records, particularly if you're crossing state lines. Get more tips at www.WorldsBestCatLitter.com slash radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Hi, this is Judith Chapman from Young and the Restless at CBS, and I'm on Animal Radio right now, and I'm asking everyone out there to please spay and neuter your pets. Next week from American Idol fame, Bo Bice will be joining us. You know, Bo, he came in second. I think mm-hmm. about people that came he in second. He should have won. He should have won. Uh, what about... Well, uh, I don't know. He was up against Carrie Underwood. Yeah, you, you had that going. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. But you're uh, right. number two he's, usually does pretty well, like Clay Aikens did real well, uh, as opposed to... He was uh, with Ruben, and Ruben, yeah. who won... You don't even know where Ruben is these days. No, I think the number two spot is better because you've got the fame. Now you can go on and write your own ticket to you whatever you want to do. With anybody yeah, it was better yeah. every year except Bo Bice's year. <laughs> And uh, Bo will be joining us next week, so we're very, very excited about that. Judy's been working overtime booking the show, it looks like. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate that very much. We're going to do tips now? Oh, it's time for Joey's tips. Guido should have just played the music. Thank you, Guido. Joey (laughs) Volani, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. And I always say just because it's Senior Pet Products doesn't mean... That you can only get senior pet products there. You can get all kinds of stuff for your young pet. And There's a lot of goodies there. Keep them young. And, uh, of course, you can still get that 25% off your entire purchase. Wow. I know. That's such a great deal. Now, I know your wife wow, was getting, That's still up there, huh? Crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's still up there. Yeah, my wife. I think my wife bought the whole store. <laughs> Pretty much. There's still some stuff left in stock, but I know that she got 25% off, too. Think of all the money she saved you, Joey. She really did save you lots of money. That's true. I got to look at it that way, I guess. <laughs> if you're if you're looking for stairs for your pet or supplements, something to keep them young and keep them their, their vitality going, that website not only has a lot of information resources, but it has the products you need. And get that twenty five percent off by putting Radio SPP into the promo code area right on the front page, right next to the Animal Radio logo. There's a place you put that promo code just right. R A D I O S P P. Radio S P P and you'll get your twenty five percent discount as soon as you start shopping. You know, we ordered we ordered a um it's, it's not stairs, it's a ramp from from um senior pet products. And um now my dogs, um, because they, they never let me get in the bed before, um now they run up the <laughs> ramp to make sure that I can't get on the bed at all, so that's just Thank you, Senior Pet Products. Yeah, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> now, now I can't sleep in my bed anymore because of no, that that's darn it. Man. Oh, very good. So last week you gave us a, a tip about, uh, what was it? See, I'm getting the mill mixed up now. It wasn't tear no, stains. It was uh, No, la- last week I was, stuck, I was stuck in Tampa. Oh, yes, you were stuck in Tampa. Oh. 
I was stuck, but it was, um, yeah, I think it was teeth before that. But before I, you know, before I give a tip here, I'm not feeling the love here, Hal, you uh -oh. know, I mean, this is, this is to the listeners there, you know, I mean, you guys some have to have some grooming questions here for me, and I'm sitting here waiting, you know, not only do you have the greatest groomer and most handsome groomer in the world, this is here, true. but whatever you want, you know, I'm, I'm here for you guys, but I'll tell you, I went and archives because I was looking through my um, my book that I have of you know all little special recipes that I have and I found one that's um, been hidden for a long time that I love now this one's a little bit more involved but it's absolutely fabulous okay and what it is it's a doggy deodorant doggy how deodorant many dogs, wow. doggy deodorant how many dogs smell even a couple of days after their bath and you get that doggy smell well I wow. have an all natural doggy deodorant but the first thing you're going to have to do is spend a little time in the health food store because you're going to have to go find some Penny Royal um, um, herbs, either fresh or dry. Penny get a good Royal, handful. now is that a brand name? Is that a brand name? No, Penny Royal? Penny, Penny Royal is, 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 actually, is actually an herb. Okay. okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to take your Penny Royal and you're going to put it in two cups of water and you're going to bring it to a gentle boil and then let it cool. Okay, and that's gonna, it's gonna have a real nice smell to it. To that, you're gonna add 10 drops of rose ger geranium oil and six drops of lavender oil. Now, is this now, all for aroma, or does this actually have effect? This, this is all. This is all for aroma. Okay, it's all for aroma. It's and it's gonna keep. It's gonna keep that doggy smell down. Okay. And then what you do is 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 put it in a bottle, spray it on your dog, keep the unused mixture in the refrigerator. Now I'm gonna give you even a better um, a better tip. Okay. Add. 20 drops of tea tree oil to it. Tea and you'll have oil. the greatest the greatest insect repellent, even fleas. Oh. It won't, it's not going to kill, but it will re, it'll repel flies, it'll repel mosquitoes, it'll repel fleas, and you got yourself not only a deodorant, but you got yourself a repellent too. Oh, I love it. How, so how often can we one. do this? You could do it every day, you could do it twice a day. It's not it's 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 um very, very safe. Okay, very cool. How cool is that? And we'll put the tips over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. If you missed any of the tips over the last few weeks, one of the big, most visited tips is Joey's recipe for skunk, removing that skunk <laughs> smell. Yeah, it was real popular, wasn't it? Yeah, it doesn't work with tomato juice, but Joey has that tip all over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. And Joey Volani, of there course, exclusively on Animal Radio and uh, TV near you, brought to you by Senior Pet Products. Bobby today is dressed in red, white, and blue. Very patriotic. Thank you. And uh, I was going to wear my Dealey boppers, but they get in the way of the headphones. You know, I was going to say that usually you wear your Dealey boppers on this particular mm -hmm. holiday. Hal, you don't even know what Dealey boppers are. I have no idea what your Dealey boppers are. They're <laughs> just playing into your Dealey bopper thing there. Hey, I just hey, want everybody listening, send their pictures of their Dealey boppers to Hal at AnimalRadio.com. We'll, we'll post them on the new Animal Radio Facebook site. Hey, I just there want to bring go. up that the month of July is National Doghouse Repairs Month. Doghouse Repairs? Who uses uh, a doghouse I anymore? I don't know. Boy, Some people, lots of people house. do, especially well, if they're in areas that get snow and get cold, they... They have dog houses for their like husbands. Spoiled yeah. Californians. <gasps> the beds are, are the dogs are usually in bed. The husbands are Got out it, the yeah. dog house. Put in that new mattress and new curtains and spiff mm -hmm. it up a little bit for your husband. We're going to be talking dog. to a guy from. Uh, he's a marine biologist. In a few minutes, we're going to be talking about that spill in the Gulf. I guess he's he he's, he was recommended to us from BP. We're trying to do some research on him, so we we don't know which side of the line he lays on right now. But he's we're going up to the bird. vet him. 
We're going to vet them live on the air, so that should be very exciting. <laughs> not really vetting, is it? No, I guess not. Nope. What are you working on in the news there? Aside from vetting the dude from the International Bird Rescue Research Center, we're going to take a look at the new canine <laughs> influenza vaccine yeah. that has finally been approved. Oh, this is very it's cool. Coming up in the news. I remember it's H3N8 is what they call the canine flu. And there's been And what's the human version, Hal? H1N1. N1. Very good. Very good. You could be a doctor. Have you if been you'd actually gone to school? Vaccinated? Have you had your flu vaccine? No, instead I got the flu. Oh, there you go. It's much cheaper that way, huh? Mm-hmm, it is, but not as much fun. Go ahead and vet this guy that's coming on in just a few minutes. Okie dokie. Uh, the whole gang is here. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Uh, Dogfather, Joey Villani, Dr. Debbie, animal communicator, Joey Turner, Susan Sims, and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here on this 4th of July weekend. And Judy just handed this. This comes out of Tokyo. It says... Humans, yeah, humans are not the only primates that enjoy watching TV. Did really? not know this. Really? Really? Huh. This was the discovery of Kyoto University Primate Research Institute team that monitored a monkey. You mean Kyoto? Is it Kyoto? Kyoto? You what did I say? Coyote. No, I thought I said Kyoto. Is it Kyoto? It's okay. Kyoto University Kyoto. Primer, Kyoto. Primate Research Institute team. They, they were monitoring a monkey's brain activity while it watched TV and confirmed the animal was indeed enjoying itself. <laughs> I wonder what program. They don't mention the program was watching. Disney. How I Met Your Mother. So what they were <laughs> feeling. No, the Big Bang Theory. That Big shows Bang. funny. Yes. Bazinga. <laughs> Feelings of anger and fear were evident from the monkey's facial expressions. Oh, no. The new season of American Idol. <laughs> this is Animal Radio. As you all know, many, many emails. I would like to address two most common for the last few weeks, okay. which I received. People asking me, Vladi, what the heck dog training color you are always recommending? And my answer would be Herm Springer. It's a German. Herm Springer dog training colors. Ah. Very humane, very gentle. Create a gentle grip through the neck. Imitate a doggy mama bite. Will not hurt, will not harm your pets. And this is the would be starting point of dealing with unruly pets. I highly suggest you get for your little terrorist pinch yeah, color. He does have a very bad attitude. We can keep complaining or we can take the actions. This is the only color I solely approve. They're very humane. What is the name of it? Prong color with quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M-S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. <laughs> Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel and destination reviews, health and wellness topics, dog training advice, and the latest fashion trends. You can find Fido-Friendly magazine at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, and Petco, or simply go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the only magazine your dog will thank you for. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. 
In just a few minutes, we'll check news. I know the headline. I'm going to tease you with it. Nah, 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 nah. Huh? You're a tease. I am a tease. There is a new canine influenza vaccine. It has been finally approved. And this is good news. I assume this is good news, Doc, right? Yes, yes. Actually, we've been using one. It's just uh, been conditionally licensed. So it's nice that it's finally licensed. More details in just a few minutes. And also, we got an interesting email last week. Made me think a little bit. Uh, Someone asked you if this particular brand of flea product actually attracts fleas and ticks and actually attracts Lyme disease. And we'll be talking about that in just a couple of minutes. We have Don on the phone. Hi, Don. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. How can we help you? I got the doc here. Well, uh, when the dog was six years old, a miniature palm, uh, she weighed about five pounds. We had her spayed at six years. My son suggested because he was trying to, he said if she didn't get spayed, she could get cancer. So we got her spayed. Around eight weeks later, her hair started falling out. Went to the vet, did a blood test. He said her hormones were imbalanced. Tried some uh, liquid, uh, not sure what it was. Uh, gave her that for about six months, her hair kept falling out. Put her on pills, her hair kept falling out. She lived to be 13 years old, and her hair never did grow back, and her skin turned black. Okay. I didn't know saying a dog could do that. Well, you know, I, I don't know that necessarily, with all due respect, that certainly the timing would be suspicious of that. And there are dogs that, on rare occasions, can have an estrogen-responsive hair loss. But there are so many different causes of hair loss in Pomeranians, and particularly some that will cause them to go bald to the point where they're smooth, like a, a guy who shaves his head, or a bald guy, um, and their hair actually, and their skin turns black. And... What you're describing isn't exclusive to a dog that has just a problem after being spayed. We can see there's a condition called alopecia X that we see in a lot of furry-coated breeds, including Pomeranians. And they don't know what causes it, but they actually supplement melatonin for that. And there's other conditions where we have post-shaving problems in Pomeranians and other furry breeds as well, where that can stunt the hair follicle along with a lot of other things hormonally. So ultimately, you know, I don't have a, a great response to what happened for your pet, but if, if I had a case where that happened, I would definitely make sure we do some, some thorough testing because thyroid problems, Cushing's disease can cause that. And actually getting a skin biopsy can be very helpful to support or uh, take away any kind of uh, direction that we might think on a hormone-related hair loss. Um, so, you know, I, I'd say the good thing is for pets that do have that rare rare episode of hair loss after spaying, um, in some cases we can supplement them with estrogen, and it may help. If not, the good news is it is a cosmetic problem, and spaying does have very sound preventative uh, benefits for things like mammary cancer and ovarian cancer and pyometra. So while it's unfortunate if that was related to her having that spay, she was probably lived a long full life because she was spayed and we prevented all those other things. So, um, you know, there's definite different ways to look at that. And I really wouldn't use that as a, you know, something to argue the case for, you know, it's a bad thing to spay dogs because this would be a rare, very uncommon occurrence. And again, I'm a little skeptical because there's other issues I'd look into there. Thanks for your call, Don. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. This is Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. 
Happy 4th of July weekend. Please be safe with your pets. They don't like those fireworks as much as perhaps you do. I like to take my dogs and lock them inside the house, and they don't want anything to do with the no, 4th of July celebration. Calming music, like uh, CD music, Bach. my pet, Bach. or something. Put on some Relax. Bach. I'm serious. <laughs> Pets like Bach. Any particular Bach? Any Johann Sebastian Bach will do. Was he the one that was partially deaf? No, you're thinking of Beethoven. Ah, yes. It was another B composer. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of those B guys. It's okay. You know, I'm looking through a cool book for 4th of July called First Pet, and it's been compiled by AP. And the reason As that's an Associated a, Press? I guess that needed to explain. <laughs> well, it's AP. seems like a household name, don't you think? Definitely. Any news story worth its while comes through AP or is tagged with AP. You know, they take a lot of pictures throughout the years, too. So they have a lot of access to pictures of the first pets. And when I say first pets, the presidents and their beloved canines, their felines, their four-legged creatures, cows. Wow. All kinds of weird animals. Uh-huh. And I wanted to get the editor. Is he the editor? I'm not sure. Chuck Zoller. Hey, Chuck, are you there? I'm here. Hey, Chuck, how are you doing? Are you the editor of this? You could call me that. I didn't even know AP had a label. i got to tell you that right now. This is the first book that I've seen from AP. How long have you guys been publishing like this? Years and years, I imagine. Uh, we, we put out books pretty regularly, but uh, actually, uh, now that you mention it, this is the first in a series of books that AP is publishing under its own uh, under its own imprint. So while it's not a first for us as a book, it's it's the first in this new series. My memory is short, so I'm going to try to, to work my way backwards now. Uh, of course, there's Bo Obama, who has received a lot of attention, probably the most attention of any first pet, wouldn't you say? Well, uh, the, the most of any recent first pet, uh, there, there have been some other uh, really prominent first pets uh, through the years, uh, FDR comes to mind, but while we're thinking contemporary, uh, certainly, certainly Bo has probably uh, gotten as much attention as, as any in recent years. Now, I remember Bill Clinton, he had socks, and I remember that socks kind of got pushed aside for the dog. It, there was some kind of politics going on in, with the animals there. I know that uh, socks and uh, Buddy, the uh, Labrador retriever that the president had, uh, did, did not get along. There was there was uh, quite a rivalry between uh, the cat and, and, the, and the lab in the White House. Mm-hmm. There's a great photo of Socks leading off the book, actually. Uh, Socks, Socks one day posed on the podium in the White House briefing room where you, where you always see the White House spokesperson addressing the media. <laughs> and, uh, How cute. Uh, hilarious photo of Socks on the, on the podium. I'm going to hold up the picture right now. The microphone. It's a it's a great now picture. Again, it's radio. Oh yeah, it's it is Not a great a visual picture. medium. Well, it's and it's mostly a picture book with uh, a lot of good stories and and anecdotes that go along with it. Now, working my way back, uh, George W. had uh, uh, no, it was H. W. had Millie, and Millie right. actually went on to write a book, didn't he? Uh, she she she. Uh, Millie, uh, in a in a sense, was uh, a best selling author. She, uh, I guess you could say, ghost wrote a book uh, that outsold the. President's own memoir, so <laughs> that's she, kind of sad. She, she did quite well. I don't, I don't remember much before FDR, but I know that uh, the Coolidge's was it Calvin Coolidge? They had raccoons as pets. The, the Coolidge's were crazy about animals. The, the, the White House was practically a zoo under the Coolidge's, and uh, you often see in in photo ops from the White House. During the Coolidge administration, you see uh, the president or the first lady uh, holding a raccoon or uh, posing with the kids. So uh, that was uh, uh, a crazy time in the, in the White House. 
earlier presidents seemed to have these great a- animals, the cows, the raccoons. Now, lately, the president just seemed to have it's cats and dogs. Dog. Do you think they'll bring back some more of these exotic animals in the future? I'd love to see it. I, I, I think it would be a great uh, talking point and uh, certainly uh, add some color to the White House. But you're right. There, there have been some, some really wacky ones over the years. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories in the book was uh, during uh, John Quincy Adams' administration. He had uh, the Marquis de Lafayette, the, the French Revolutionary War hero, uh, as a house guest at the White House. And, and Lafayette, uh, for whatever reason, brought an alligator with him. So, so that, <laughs> That's that, right. I knew yeah. someone had an alligator. The, the alligator took up residence in the East Room of the White House for two months, and uh, that must have was, smelled was quite great. a conversation yeah. piece. Didn't uh, didn't the Kennedy administration usher in a lot of animals? The Kennedys had a lot of pets, a lot of dogs, uh, but probably the most famous one was the uh, pony that Caroline had at the White House. Oh yeah, uh, named Macaroni, <laughs> and uh, uh, Macaroni got a lot of uh, attention uh, on the on the White House grounds. There's a very cool picture of uh, Macaroni pulling a, a sleigh through the snow on the White House grounds. So. Are there PR departments within the White House that take care of the White House's animals and the, the PR and all of that, or is that just not not that I'm aware of? But but it would not surprise me. Actually, Joe Biden's job. I'm just finding out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it, it would not shock me to find out that there is someone in the White House who who specializes in in handling the pets. This is a great book, and uh, we had ten copies to give away. I only have uh, nine copies to give away right now. Where that other copy of the book go, Hal? one 405 You can get this in pretty much any bookstore now. It's on the Associated Press label. Lots of great pictures of fun gift for anybody that has animals. Uh, anybody. I love this book. First pet, the presidents and their beloved canines, felines, and other four-legged creatures who made their home at the White House. Chuck Zoller. Chuck, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Hal. one 405 8405 Now, there's a slideshow at the AP website, and we have a link to that. You can find that over at the website, and that slideshow has pictures from the book if you want to check it out. No one knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man. Behind blue eyes. There you go. That's a new one, isn't it, Guido? Yeah. yeah I love it. Behind Blue Eyes. This is good. Yeah. Animal Radio brought to you by Blue Buffalo, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with Blue. I know you're tempted today to give them a little bit of that hot dog you're barbecuing for them. Not a good idea. Joey, you look very patriotic today in your red, white, and blue. Yes, I figured I'd wear red, white, and blue just for you guys today. Thank you. I'm making some uh, some weenies over here if you'd like some. <laughs> well, I've, I've been smelling it, but um, you know nobody's offered me anything yet. Yeah, I'm not sure if we can eat them yet. I think we have to cook them just a little bit longer. Pretty sure. I'm not really microwave. Uh, yeah, Hal. Just put them in a the microwave a little longer, <laughs> Hal. Okay, if you're looking for a grain-free recipe, please check out Blue Wilderness's 100% grain-free recipe. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. is Animal Radio Network. Animal Radio is now on Facebook. 
because it seems like the thing to do, right? Yes, everybody's doing it, so it's about time we jumped on that wagon. You'll find some good things over there at our Facebook page, including links to get a free bag of World's Best Cat Litter. I'm not talking about $3 off. I'm talking about a free bag. Oh, that's good stuff, too. So sure we are you're going to be hooked. We wouldn't give away anything free unless we knew you were going to get hooked. Same thing with the Stella and Chewies. <laughs> that's one way to reel them in. Hey, it's, it's a business, you know. That's bottom line here. Want to do some tales from the dock side? I got to tell you, the last few weeks I've really appreciated uh, seeing a different side of Dr. Debbie. Yeah. And it's, well, thank you. And you're, you're very multifaceted. Is I, is I want, but uh, you you've actually created a syndrome. You actually didn't create it. You are talking I've recognized. About it. You've recognized it. You've named yes. a syndrome that uh, happens at your office, and oh, uh, I wanted you to share with yes. listeners. Absolutely, and this is a condition that it's not just at my office. This happens everywhere across the U.S. at the veterinary office, and it's a very serious condition. Uh oh. The important thing to know is it's not your pet's problem, it's yours. And to be a good pet parent, people need to listen up to know about what I call the syndrome of diminishing symptoms. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. What was that? The syndrome of diminishing symptoms. We just uh, had to make it a little more dramatic. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, and I bet after an intro like that, everyone is wondering, what the heck are we talking about here? But basically, what this is, is when I'm presented with a pet lover who brings their pet in, and they have valid concerns. There's something going wrong. They're peeing on the bed. They're not eating well. They're vomiting. They're diarrhea. They're very concerned. So they have a list of symptoms that they come prepared with, that they voice to us. Okay. Now, over the course of a visit, as we're talking about things, those symptoms tend to wane. And usually, the symptom becomes that, well, he's not really peeing that much. And, you know, he's really not limping that bad. And the vomiting isn't so bad. It's only after he eats every time. It's not uh, every single time he drinks or eats. So these things change. And I have discovered that the reasons that the symptoms diminish through the course of the visit. Okay, why does the pet parent do an about face? Many reasons. And the first one is just fear. Fear of what it might be. Fearful it's going to be a bad disease. And as I relay some of the possibilities, it goes through their heads and they think, hmm, it really isn't going to be that. So I don't really want to make this symptom all that bad. And honestly, a very common cause of the diminishing symptoms is sticker shock. We start talking about tests. We start Uh talking about what it could be, what it's going to take to find it out. Uh, No, I really don't think that scratching's that bad after all, Doc. Hmm. And finally, Uh I'd have to say... Part of the fault goes on the veterinary staff. Sometimes we don't listen as well as we should, and we don't validate those concerns and say, you know, you, you're right. That sounds like a problem, and you know your dog best. So let's look into that. And a lot of people leave without feeling like, yeah, it's really not a problem. The doc didn't react well to that and didn't think it was a problem. What do you do when they say, well, just a few minutes ago, you, you came in here and you were complaining about these problems. Now they're not a big deal. What do you say? 
Well, mostly I try to re-ask the question in other ways so that we can get to the bottom of it and find out, you know, is this really something that is a problem? And if they, at that point, say that it is not a problem, I can't convince them of that. All I can do is re-ask the question in other ways to maybe make them realize that this is something that, you know, it is a problem and it doesn't sound right to me. And it's not right that your dog is wetting the bed every day. Um, so, yes, let's get a urine sample. Let's look at that. So yeah, I guess you got to remember you're your own best advocate for your pet, and your pet can't Absolutely. talk. They can't say what's going on, and you know them really well. It's like if anything's wrong with Boog, I know immediately. You can oh, just yeah. sense it. I, I, it's like mother's you intuition. Feel it. You yes. feel it, and uh, those are the symptoms you should be sharing with your veterinarian. Thank you so Absolutely. much for venting today. I, I like know. I, I like the steam comes off my shoulders. But really, for every pet parent, it, it is your responsibility to be the one to speak up. You know your dog's tail wag. You know those brown eyes. And you know when something is not right. So bring it up. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Everybody's here this week. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani, Vlade the world famous Russian dog wizard, animal communicator Joy Turner already making the phones ring. Strange stuff there. And Susan Sims with more giveaways. And Judy Francis producing. And she has, uh, she's done really good. Let's see, last week was Bob Barker. Next mm-hmm. week is Bo Bice. This week, Steve Garvey is joining us in just a few minutes. I tell you, I'm, I'm using that Oprah Winfrey works. It gets me my foot in the door every time. You tell them that they're going to be over the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah, and then, I just tell boom. them I'm from Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. Oh, you just tell them you're from, and they just didn't make that they assumption. Yes. God, you're smart. Like yeah, I, do, I don't. Well, of course, they they can't check because Oprah's off the air now, so yeah. good luck. Yeah. <laughs> they still think they're going to be on her show, but shh. Well, now, she's starting this whole big network, Oprah, and I know that Joy Turner is trying to get a TV show, which you can, as a listener, vote on to be on the Oprah Network. All the details over at the AnimalRadio.com website. Oh, you know what else is over there? What? How would you like to try World's Best Cat Litter free of charge? You know, we've been giving out $3 coupons. That's good stuff. Free is best. (laughs) Free is best. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, you can do that. Hit the link of World's Best Cat Litter over at the AnimalRadio.com website, and you'll get a rebate form. Whoa. Get, try it out. That's how that's how bad we want you to try it. It's good stuff. You'll we'll, be hooked once you try it. It's great. In a few minutes, we're going to be talking to a bird rescue expert, and he's heavily involved in cleaning up the birds down in the uh, Gulf. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be coming on. Now, here's the thing. I don't know who pays his rent because well, we're BP... I want to just say this. BP recommended him. BP recommended came to us and said, why should, don't you... speak with him. We should speak to this guy. Now, he works for a non-profit okay. organization. Right. The International Bird Rescue Research Center mm-hmm. that started in Berkeley in the 70s, and they're now in San Pedro. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here doing some looking and vetting, and I'm not seeing anything that connects them to oil companies. Mm-hmm. But I got to ask him that. You know that. The oil yeah, companies. let's find yeah. out. I you know. absolutely should. It was this this IBRRC was established in San Francisco in January of 1971. Hmm. And they're one of the first and primary responders working with the Gulf spill because they had unfortunately so much experience working in Alaska after the Exxon Valdez hmm. hit that reef because the captain was a little oh, I don't Gypsy. know, drunk. <laughs> 
Well, you know, there's a lot of finger pointing right now with this whole oil spill, but I really think everybody's missing the focus, and that's stopping yeah. the oil leak. Yeah. Quit pointing fingers. Use your hands to go help the animals that are being killed. Put your finger in that's the dike. That's all i got to say. There you go. Insert your lesbian jokes here. Hey, Dustin, how are you doing? Good, good. You're on with Vlade. Okay. Hi, Dustin. How are, How are you? Dustin, you? good, good, my friend. What state you are calling us from? Texas. Oh, I love Texas. I was in Austin, Texas. Um, I like Siberian or how you call it, like a ladies from, from your area. They know how to treat the man. I love them. <laughs> that they do, that they do. <laughs> so my question yeah. is about... Uh, uh, and, the, and the rest of America is uh, playing by this rule. Happy wife, happy life. But it's not in Texas, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my question was about my Jack Russell. I'm having a behavioral problem with him where he keeps trying to mark his territory in the house. And why, why, the people, been... why are the people always getting those problem breeds? You know, Jack Russell's is one of the one which is really considering as the problem one. But go ahead. Right. Well, I, I originally bought him as a blood dog to track uh, wounded animals and stuff like that. And then uh, and I hunt with ah. him and stuff. And he, he serves his purpose. I bought him because of his, his characteristics. And ah, I, knew that I, I, I knew they were hard-headed and all that. But... Uh, Mm-hmm. I'm having a feeling that it's because of uh, we've got three other dogs in the house other than him, and I think he's trying to, I don't know, uh, I think he's feeling a sense of abandonment or something. I'm not sure, but he will mark his territory in the house. We'll let him out. Then he'll come back in, and 20 minutes later, he'll go to the back bedroom and leave a nice little pile for us and stuff like that. But he's been trained not to. He hadn't done it in years, and then all of a sudden, in the last few months, he just started doing it again. Okay, so you have, how many dogs you have beside that one? Four. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm okay. sorry, three three more besides this one, four total. And you're sure that's the only one? Right. Yes? He's, been, he's been caught. You know, yeah. And, uh, and the rest and of them males? Or, right. All, three of, all four of them are males, and all four of them are neutered. And this problem uh, was squelched before, and now it's happened again two months ago, yeah? Right. Well, it, it's happening off and on within the last two months. And, uh, that's what I believe. That's what right, I believe. Right, right. But, that's, you know, when, when I got him, he wasn't quite house-trained, and then I got him house-trained, and then all of a sudden, you know, four years later, or five years later, all of a sudden this problem starts showing up. So let's we, let's we go over with you and just see how we can help you out. Uh, first of all, why he does this way. Number one, dogs market a territory. To, it's like a, sometimes man who you know live with a woman and he put the socks or underwear, make sure in, letting another males know you know he is there. So dogs do for the same reason, but they just uh, lifting their legs and uh, peeing all over. It's a, it's it's about dominance. It's about who is the do, who is the boss. <laughs> I remember I was giving class once in the past in Russia, and wonderful Russian girl with the long legs and long hair. You know, what hell you're looking at me? I'm just I'm doing my show. You know. And, uh, you know, and she was talking to me about her behavior problem, her dog's behavior problem. And you know what? While I was talking to her, her big dog lifted her leg, his leg, and urinated on her. You know what? So that's what the dogs do, number one. Number two, they do it because of the stress sometimes, uh, changes in environment uh, as the way to express uh, that anxiety. They also do it because they already did it once in the past, and now scent is there. And they want to just, you know, that's it comes into their habits, you know. It smells, it smells like it should be urine there. So let's me just continue doing this stuff. Okay, so how we can help it out? What I would do if I were you? Ho ho! I would do number one by all means. And I gotta, you gotta listen to me because you know you can go to another people and di- and listen different stories. But all those people after that comes to me as the last resort. So number one, what I would do. 
I would clean whole area. It should be enzyme-based product, uh, not, uh, you know, not household cleaner stuff. So you can get it in your local pet store or just visit um, animalradio.com. We have uh, nice products there. Uh, number two, and I would start to uh, creating that dog. I will, I will make sure to break this habit. The only way I can break this habit is if this, the dog will stop practicing the, uh, the old behavior. So basically, if I cannot keep my eyes on my dog uh, as the I'm going to put that dog in the crate for two weeks, all what it takes. I, I, he probably will be spending more time in the crate, uh, you know, rather than r- running around this house. But it's okay because you give him less uh, freedom right now and he's going to get total freedom in the future. So every time when I'm watching him, he's around. If he's not around, he's in the crate. If he tried to mark uh, territory in your present, he needs to be corrected. You can use a few items starting uh, from air horn. <coughs> Sorry, hell. Uh, number two, you can use shaking cans, like, uh, but you're not gonna shake. You're gonna toss it on the floor as you make tr- as you make this uh, tr- uh, strong sound, like ah, and toss it. Or you can use my favorite one, a pet product by name, Pet Convincer can be located from website petconvincer.com. Dogs are not stupid. They will not do four or five times, uh, and I don't, I don't even believe he will do it so many times in your presence. He will do probably two times, and if you catch him in the action, you will correct him, and you, if he cannot do it in your absence because he will be created, dogs are creature of habits. You will that gradually switch them into their right habits. And the last thing what I do, and I really, and I know we're running out of time, but your dog must have leash time. You can mark your territory like your home without uh, spraying around and lifting the legs. All that you need to do, put the collar and leash on your dog and walk him through your house, especially focusing on control exercise, sit, stay, calm, down, stay, that type of the things, two times per day, 20 minutes per time. Give it a shot, Dustin, one 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. This is Animal Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we at Litter Robot are pleased to announce our new spokes cat, Cousin Vinny the Cat. Thanks. It's good to be here with you guys talking about this here Litter Robot that automatically cleans up after us cats do our business. And what would you like to say to our audience about the Litter Robot? My owner seems to be saving up lots of cash now that he's not buying so much cat litter. Plus... I don't have to put up with that stinking litter box smell no more. With Litter Robot, I get clean litter every time. Uh, right, Vinny. The Litter Robot saves on litter and eliminates odors. And seriously, the chicks dig it. Okay. Vinny, where can our audience buy a Litter Robot? Well, you gotta go online to the Litter Robot website and order one. Then Litter Robot guys don't even charge you for shipping. That's great. People can just order a Litter Robot online at www.litter-robot.com. Animal Radio listeners can now save $20. Just enter Animal Radio as the coupon code when checking out. Thank you, Vinny. We look forward to hearing from you again soon. Yeah, anytime, pal. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. 
treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. Hi, this is Dean Coons on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. A lot of finger pointing going on in the Gulf oil spill situation. Politics, as usual. No one's really doing anything to cap it or to end the leak as we see thousands of barrels head into the ocean every day and soon up the Atlantic coast, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted to get the executive director of the International Bird Rescue Research Center, Jay Holcomb, on and uh, talk a little bit about this. Jay, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. You've been involved with all kinds of spills, the uh, couple of, over in Anchorage, and I just realized today there was two of them up there. And yep. also during the 70s, several oil spills off the California coast. So you, you've been there, and you've made it your life, your career, and you clean up animals for a living. Right. And you can see how devastating this is. What can we expect? And before I start, I need to preface this. Do you work for BP in any shape, way, or form? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, and gee, I've never heard that before. Um, um, well, actually, we are hired by BP to do this work. But let me let me clarify that. I don't. I have I have uh, freedom of speech and everything else. Okay. We're a, we work as a contractor in a sense. So our organization, you know, International Bird Rescue Research Center and Tri-State Bird Rescue, who are working together on this. We, we provide this service to the oil industry or anybody else who spills oil, and we have for 40 years. And because somebody needs to manage the care and the rehabilitation of the birds, and it needs to be a group like ours that is committed to the animals. And um, so, in that sense, you could say we work for BP, but we're only, you know, just during a spill, and that's all it is. Okay, and what, what do we see in the future of this cleanup here? Well, you know, I, you know I'm not a cleanup expert. I'm. I'm, I'm I do the birds, but I, I, the thing that's unprecedented here is that we've had a lot of spills, I think over 200 or something, and um, and we've never had an oil spill where it, the oil kept gushing, and it, more or less every day it's a new spill adding to the big one. You know, it's like it's like people have said this, it's this bleeding earth that just keeps going and going, and it's creating this, obviously this nightmare, but also this great potential for a catastrophic impact to the coast, and even though it's impacting it now at certain places, you've seen on the news, we have about 600 birds in that, in Louisiana that have been oiled. I mean, the hurricanes and the big storms haven't even hit yet, so when that happens, that's where the catastrophe is really going to be. Why is it there's so much time spent right now, especially within the media? They, they act like it's over, like it's done with, and now we're trying to find blame, and no one's really concerned with using our technology to cap this puppy. Well, you know, I can't speak to exactly all the reasons for that. I mean, you know, you could say human nature and so on. Yeah, but I, I tell you, I wrote something on our blog about what I call the blame game. I get really sick and tired of it because, I, you know, as, I, as we all fuel our cars up, we go and blame them. And not that they shouldn't be held accountable 100%. I'm a, a firm believer of that. And BP is paying for all the cost of these animals, no matter what we request, which is good. And if they dare not to, then we'll, we'll take care of that. We have... Um, connections higher in government that will do that if so but so far so good but I think it's just um, 
I think people don't take responsibility, frankly. And, you know, I think BP had a, created a great problem. What, what's interesting to me is that there's this incredible technology to find this oil and, and, and suck it out of the earth, but there's not the technology to stop it. And I think we all assumed that it was there. It clearly isn't. And I think that's really frightening. But when it gets down to the blame game, I mean, we all use these products, and so we're ultimately all a part of it. So I think we have to assume some level of responsibility in this. Many animals, birds, marine life died in the Exxon up in Alaska. Do you see the same potential happening here in the Gulf? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, th- I don't know how many hundreds of thousands they uh, assumed died. Of course, it was so remote up there you couldn't get to them. But um, the, inter- the thing here, uh, you know, as you know, I've been doing a lot of media over the last two months now and uh, because I run the bird center here in, um, in Fort Jackson. And um, the big potential is for a hurricane or a tropical storm to come. And let me tell you what I, what I uh, pre- um, base that on. About five years ago, just two months before Hurricane Katrina, there was a small pipeline break out on one of the near one of these islands that the pelicans nest on and mm-hmm. um it it, it uh, dumped a relatively small amount of oil i can't remember the gallons worth or barrels worth but it wasn't a lot but a, a tropical storm came and you know and they really whip up the uh, ocean and it blew this oil over one small island and it covered a thousand baby pelicans in oil and mm-hmm. when when the weather calmed down and they were able to get out there they picked up all the thousand baby pelicans we were only able to raise and release 250 because the rest of them were all sunburned so bad from the oil because it covered them and they burned and uh so we released 250 we had mass die-offs it was horrible and that's kind of what i'm thinking is potentially going to happen and and, you know i'm not a doomsdayer and i'm not a sky is falling type person but the real but but I, i also am somebody that's not in denial i do oil spills and um we know full well that that a big storm is coming eventually, and this oil is just sitting on the surface of water and is going to be whipped into a frenzy mm. and be spread everywhere. So what it's going to do is cover all these little birds and uh, by probably by the thousands, and that's the great potential. I understand this oil, instead of being sludgy, it has more methane, is actually more toxic. Well, actually, I you know, I'm not a toxicologist, but I'll tell you something that I've been saying and, and that I really notice is that by the time most of the birds are getting it on them, you know, it's getting to shore, the places where we've been getting these pelicans and things, um, it's really, really evaporated off. So it hardly has any smell to it. It's becoming drier. You know, every day the moisture uh, content of the oil evaporates off. So, you know, over time it would become tar, right, if it was allowed to. But uh, what's happening is it gets stickier. So it gets sticky and gooey on the birds, but there isn't much fumes and it's not as toxic. So, um uh, in that sense, and because it's kind of drier, uh, they don't really ingest much of it. So that's in their favor. Uh, uh, however, externally on their feathers, it still gets them gooey and wet, and they become hypothermic. Even in this warm climate, um, they can oh. get really cold. Once a bird has been cleaned up, has this reduced their lifespan? Well, you know, that's a loaded question. Um, I would say no. I mean, it depends um, on the bird, and it depends on the situation. It's, there's not one clean answer I can give you because... Different species are um, handle the stress of rehabilitation differently. Pelicans, thank God, are a hardier bird. And the first batch of birds we got here, meaning the first 400 or so pelicans that we just got in the last two weeks, are really, really strong, healthy birds. And the majority of them are alive and have come through it really well. We've lost a few. There's a few weak ones, which is to be expected. But you can't, but, uh, you can't really release them, at least not back where they came from, can you, ever? Right, right. I mean, at least for a long time. Well, what's happening is, the, you know, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service makes that determination. And we're sending, tomorrow we're releasing 
uh, 40 of them over, they're going over to some wildlife refuge in Texas. Uh And I know there's always the risk they can come back, but we cannot keep them in captivity. They're just, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're fighting with each other and they're flying around their cage. They want to get out. These are birds that have chicks and eggs and they want to go back. And and, um, some of them are even laying eggs in the cages. I mean, that's, they're right in the middle of breeding season. And, um, Mm -hmm. So it's like it couldn't be worse for these animals. But uh, I think Texas is going to buy a little bit of time, but, you know, it all depends on what happens with the oil. Ultimately, we see a lot of people out of work, oyster fishermen. A lot of them have yeah. already had to close business, shut down. Will they be able to return within the next five years, ten years? How long does something like this last? And can you really say not knowing what the ultimate damage will be because it hasn't been stopped yet? Yeah, well, you're, you're exactly right. You, you answered your own question. There's no way of knowing. And I don't think this is unprecedented. And like I said, in all my, in all my, the spills I've done, there's never been one that kept going and going. And we know it's going into the, uh, food chain and down into the, impacting the invertebrates like, you know, little creatures like oysters and so on. And, um, uh, so I don't think anybody really knows. I think probably what they're going to be doing, and, and my, based on what I've seen in other spills, they're going to be testing oysters and crabs and other things and see see what level of toxicity is within them. And if they deem them healthy, then they'll probably let them go back to fishing. If they don't, then they probably won't be. So it's probably pretty devastating for them at this point. What's your personal opinion of BP as to how they're handling this? <laughs> I knew you'd get to that. Um, <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, as far as them handling us, they've been great. And I'm, I'm just, I, look, at, I call a spade a spade. They've been nice to us, so us, you know, they have an open checkbook for whatever we need, and that's been really great. Um, as far as handling all the other stuff, you know, I watch the news like you do, and I'm a little shocked by some of the, their behaviors and inability to, like I said, find the technology. I mean, they're one of the leading oil companies in the world, and they still can't shut off uh, this well. And um, um, so in that sense, I think that's completely irresponsible, and they deserve everything they get. And um um, as far as my little world of the uh, caring for the animals, they've been great. And I know um, in some other areas, they're really putting their, you know, they don't want this spill any more than any of us, particularly they don't. But um, so that's kind of what I know about them. I bet you oil platforms will be built differently in the future. I think this is, you know, I have to put this in a perspective that allows me to deal with the, the stress and the pain of this. And I think like everybody else, and hopefully what will come, the silver lining in this absolute catastrophe will be, that the world looks at how we, if we use oil, how we get it and how we stop it from leaking and so on. It's just like the Exxon Valdez um, really encouraged legislation around the United States and then in different states like California, where I'm from. And it was because of that disaster that they got tight on the oil industry and really have, have, have and made the oil industry improve their record of cleaning up spills and actually it improved the record of even not spilling them. So it had a really profound effect on the petroleum industry, but it took this to do it. And, you know, and to take it a little bit further, I think people have to look at, you know, you saw those pictures of those heavily oiled birds, those first ones a couple of weeks ago. Those birds, those birds came to our center and we rehabilitated them. Most of them lived, a few of the small ones died, but the majority of them lived. Um, You have to ask yourself, is it worth this risk to be able to still be so addicted to petroleum products. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to be too political about it, but it's, a, it's to me the bottom line. And if you think it is, then this is the risk we're going to take all the time, and we have to just grin and bear it, so to speak. 
If you want to learn more about the International Bird Rescue Research Center, head on over to the website, which is www.ibrrc.org, and we'll put links over at animalradio.com. Jay, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Jay Holcomb, the executive director of the International Bird Rescue Research Center, joining us on Animal Radio. This Healthy Helping of Animal Radio brought to you by Blue Buffalo, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family. Bobby Bobby usually has her blue news booth. Today it's red, white, and blue because it's 4th of July weekend. And of course, you know, they included blue in the color because of Blue Buffalo. The whole red, white, and blue thing. I got it. Hey, if you're looking for a food that's made without the grains that contain gluten, some of the nasty stuff that you can find in foods, you can be sure your dog is getting the meaty loves from the 100% grain-free recipe, Blue Wilderness. Check it out, Blue Buffalo. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Iron Chef Kat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio, reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has finally given the stamp of approval to the first ever canine influenza vaccine. Canine flu, or H3N8, is highly contagious and outbreaks have been reported in 33 states since first being identified at a Florida Greyhound track in 2004. The vaccine, Novavax, has been used limitedly over the past year as well safety tests were being conducted. Customs officials at Kuala Lumpur International Airport in Malaysia noticed movement in two bags and investigated. They found 300 tortoises taped up inside sacks, hidden amongst some shredded paper. The tortoises were identified as all being endangered species native to Madagascar. Officials also found two four-pound slabs of cannabis in with the turtles. <laughs> Don't think the turtles are going to be charged for that, though. The passenger who left the bags fled the scene after seeing customs going through his luggage. Smart move, genius. Back in 1949, the Illinois State Legislature passed a law to, quote, provide protection to insectivorous birds by restraining cats. <laughs> That's a big word. Don't laugh. In this century, more cities around the country are considering cat leash laws. Case in point, Barry, Vermont. Their city council last month on a Tuesday night got real rowdy when 30 protesters showed up. Seems there is a clause in the city law that requires cats to be on leashes. One of the residents, whose garden has become a litter box, is now asking that that law be enforced. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Here's a tip for traveling with your cat. If she's not familiar with crate travel, consider placing the crate in your home for a few weeks before your departure. Leave the door open and occasionally toss in a treat or two. Sooner or later, your cat will view the spot as a comfortable retreat. Get more tips at www.WorldsBestCatLitter.com slash radio. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. What is more American on this 4th of July weekend than Steve Garvey? And Steve Garvey... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hand me some more apple pie. (laughs) Apple pie and bacon. Hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Good, how are you? That's very nice. Thank you. What are you you up to? Now, I understand that uh, you're working with one of our sponsors, Natural Balance. By the way, we love their cat food, and we've been using their cat food for for a lifetime. Well, they're just great uh, people at Natural Balance. You know, begins with uh, Joey and Linda Herrick, and obviously about 15 years ago, they uh, started this business, and uh, it's been a meteoric rise over the years, and... Uh, to the point now where arguably they're really the global leader in, in quality uh, pet food. And uh, my relationship began last year with them. And uh, over the last year, we've been rocking and rolling and doing a lot of neat marketing stuff and, um, and just creating more of a presence in the marketplace for natural balance from Tillman, the, uh, yeah. the great snowboarding, skateboarding. <laughs> Have you got to hang out with Tillman? Well, I'm the opening act for him, usually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't that, and he's a tough act, because oh, we met Tillman. He's talented yeah. with that skateboard. I'm like, God. I know. Yeah, Joey Herrick said, uh, can you skateboard with him? I said, absolutely not, unless you strap me on <laughs> and put the cement around my ankles. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's quite a, a quite a character. But we, you know, Tillman um, really got global visibility on the 2009 float, National oh, yeah. Bound float, where he uh, skateboarded. Yeah, Roseboat. That was like the uh, the world's uh, biggest float. Was it the longest float? It was. Well, this past year, this past yeah. January first, uh, uh, 2010. Oh, yeah. Uh, through um, Guinness Book of Records, it, it was the largest float ever in a parade at about 110 or 12 feet, I, I think. I think so. And yeah. he snowboarded wow. this year. So um, <laughs> next year it's going to be even more exciting. Uh, we're going to have him skimboarding uh, in a nice water effect there. So it's going to be, uh, you know, he's a triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> Snowboard. Seriously. And- he has no fear. I see that you're doing some other events with Natural Balance. I don't know if they actually get to send you out to Texas Rangers Dog Day on the 25th. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do one at uh, AT&T Park with the San Francisco Giants. We did one at City Field in New York for the Mets, and we're going to do one with the Los Angeles Dodgers in August. And They're just very unique and wonderful days. Uh, uh, people come usually two hours early. There's an area where they bring their, their uh, dogs and pets, and and we have an actual uh, pup rally, we call it. And then we have a fashion show, and uh, there are other, some other great prizes for different categories. Then we do an actual parade around the warning track of the stadium uh, before the game. And then the uh, the dogs and their owners uh, sit in the stands and enjoy a baseball game. So you're talking about uh, truly American. There's nothing more American than than uh, pets and their owners at a baseball game. How awesome. I love it. Go yes. to a game with your dog. That is so cool. Yeah. Yes, and uh, and it really is unique. People think, ooh, 
five, six, seven hundred dogs in a, <laughs> you know, in a game. Wow, messy, it's but, fun. Uh, yeah, oh, it is. And, it, and everything goes very smoothly. And people say, what about the dogs barking during the game? Ironically, they're, they're, very quiet, and, and you got, and you have to remember too. Anybody that's going to bring their dog to a baseball game, that dog has to be pretty well trained yeah. and, and has to have very good discipline. And the only time they actually bark, ironically, is when when all the fans start to cheer and yell, and the yeah. dogs are barking. They're with just them. joining. They're just joining. It's in. not like those that's annoying right. horns at the World Cup soccer. Oh boy, wasn't that uh, annoying? Wow. Yeah. That's uh, what are those things? <laughs> it's supposed to be a traditional thing with South Africans, but it drives everybody crazy. It sounds like all these, uh-huh. these bees going on. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, the problem is we're almost we're almost used to it now. Yes, we, we are. It's, 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 yeah. You need it now. I'm sort of like when I, I don't hear that annoying sound in the background. I'm like, where Something's is it? Missing. Something's missing. It sounds like a bunch of cicadas have gotten into the park. <laughs> One thing that I remember about you. That goes back about 30 years ago. There was a junior high school that uh, was looking for a name. They had three names they were going to name the school. They had the Elton John Junior High or the Elvis Presley Junior wow. High or Big the names. Steve Garvey Junior High, and they ended up picking Steve Garvey Junior High. How would that make you feel? Well, it was interesting. Um, a fellow who had been a principal in Orange County uh, ended up at uh, at. I think it was Lincoln Junior High, yeah, Abraham Lincoln, and there were a lot of problems. There were about 200 kids, and a lot of transient workers would come and go because it's farming area. Uh-huh. And he decided to do some things that he thought would change the uh, the culture of the school and and uh, you know the spirit of the school. So he decided to name change, and uh, and I was in the finals. So he called me up. At home, and he said, "Steve, I'm sorry, I'm calling you at home. I got your number from the Dodgers, but they thought this was a pretty, pretty neat and noble thing to, to uh, have happen. And this is what it is." And he said, uh, "If you're chosen, the vote's on Friday. This was a Sunday call. Uh, would you agree to have your name on the school?" And I said, "Well, let me talk it over with my family, and I'll get back to you tomorrow." And I talked it over, and we decided, well, if somebody. Uh, was that committed to us, we would be that committed to them because I had got a degree in education from Michigan State and, uh, and know the, the value and the importance of it. So I, I called the next day and said, well, if I, if I win, uh, I'll agree to it and I'll make the commitment to come and see the kids every year. And about, oh, two and a half weeks ago, I guess, uh, was the 33rd visit. Wow. And uh, we went there and we had the... Uh, the Tillman Mobile went there for natural balance. Oh, great. And, and, uh, Tillman is your new best friend, family, isn't he? Right. Rose yeah. was there and Sully. Uh-huh. And, and on the tarmac of the kind of the basketball courts there, uh, Tillman put on an exhibition for about 30 minutes with his uh, skateboard. And, and then I did what I usually do, talk to the students. And we had an assembly and lunch. And, and we had a softball game. And it was just one of those charming days that are very unique. And um, it was the 33rd year. So we got natural balance. We're so gracious to get involved and do something special for the kids by having Tillman. And and, uh, hopefully we'll be able to do it again. Does Steve Garvey have any pets at home? We do. We have two Carter Spaniels. Uh, There's a white and black one that's bare which is for Bear Bryant, because my wife went to the University of Alabama. Uh, and, cool. uh, and then the black one, my, my wife picked up uh, three and a half, almost four years ago, uh, from New York, from the same pet store that, I remember in Sex in the City, Charlotte bought her dog. So we named 
the black Good hand pipe went Charlotte. So we got Charlotte and Bear. We got two coppers. <laughs> And they're probably munching on uh, natural balance goodies right now. So. <laughs> well, I know our so animals are here. Furniture. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And uh, you should check it out. And all the information about the events that uh, you'll be hosting over at the website at naturalbalance.net. Is it .net? I, we'll put the link from animalradio.com and all, all that information over there, too. Steve, sure. thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, good. And, and again, uh, we're going to have that uh, my special celebrity softball game July 10th. At Pepperdine. Uh, Isn't that is, to uh, benefit Lou Gehrig's? Uh, it is. Okay. ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and we're going to have uh, Pete Rose is going to manage the red team. Cool. I'm going to manage the blue team. <laughs> we're going to have uh, former awesome. players, and, and we've got celebrities, and we've got a baseball clinic for kids from 1 to 3 at Pepperdine, a festival all along the outfield wall, which is going to be fabulous, and we've got... California Pizza Kitchen and In-N-Out and Farmer John and their hospitality trust there. there. And oh, the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, we're going to be there. Yeah, Beautiful campus so, in Malibu. Uh, yeah, so it's July 10th. Uh, Eddie's tickets is handling all that, and we're just going to have a great day. We'll put all the info at AnimalRadio.com. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by... One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot, and it's gone. Call 1-866-734-1120 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we at Litter Robot are pleased to announce our new spokescat, Cousin Vinny the Cat. Thanks. It's good to be here with you guys talking about this here Litter Robot that automatically cleans up after us cats do our business. And what would you like to say to our audience about the Litter Robot? My owner seems to be saving up lots of cash now that he's not buying so much cat litter. Plus, I don't have to put up with that stinking litter box smell no more. With Litter Robot, I get clean litter every time. Uh, right, Vinny. The Litter Robot saves on litter and eliminates odors. And seriously, the chicks dig it. Okay. Vinny, where can our audience buy a Litter Robot? Well, you gotta go online to the Litter Robot website and order one. Then Litter Robot guys don't even charge you for shipping. That's great. People can just order a Litter Robot online at www.litter-robot.com. Animal Radio listeners can now save $20. Just enter Animal Radio as the coupon code when checking out. Thank you, Vinny. We look forward to hearing from you again soon. Yeah, anytime, pal. <laughs> Let's face it. Life happens. From spills to pet stains, One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot, and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets, and your family. Call 1-800-874-7070 and mention Animal Radio. That's one 800 874 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Wait, 
when she wants to be fed, she wants to be fed, huh? Boy, she's telling you. She probably wants some Stella and Chewies. She loves that stuff. She's becoming very demanding for the Stella and yeah. Chewies now. She's going to start demanding you start cooking for her and, like, uh, you know, bringing in special treats. Who does? What do you mean, start? Yeah. <laughs> well, the Stella and Chewies, they have the chicken treats, which, uh, you know, is just chicken. Just That's the only it's, ingredient. It's the only ingredient, and it's freeze-dried, and it's great for the cats as well as the dog. And then, of course, the... Uh, the patties, which are, it's meat, freeze-dried meat raised naturally, no added hormones or antibiotics, and it has great stuff in it like uh, cranberries. You can actually see the cranberries, yeah. Just hydrate it. So it's real easy and real green. And I encourage you, if you have not yet, to get a free sample of Stella and Chewy's. I guarantee you'll be hooked. The information for getting your free samples over at the website at animalradio.com. And you can learn more about Stella and Chewies at StellaandChewies.com. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. You know, we are here for a couple of hours answering your questions, but a lot of people they don't want to go on the air, and I understand why. Be ridiculed and humiliated by somebody <laughs> half your education. You can uh, call us during the week. We have voicemail, and uh, we also have email. You can uh, email us directly from the website to each one of us. There's our separate email address. Or you can, we have kind of a blanket address, yourvoice at animalradio.com, and send us a question or a comment that you have about Animal Radio. We just got one in. This is for Dr. Debbie. Uh, This comes from Bob. He says, I listened to the most recent show where the caller had a problem with Frontline and discovering ticks on his dog. My friend and I had the same problem using Frontline Plus, and what frightened me is the way Frontline works, is the tick has to bite the dog first for it to have any effect. Not good, in my opinion, because that is a great way to infect the dog with Lyme disease or other diseases that ticks might carry. And this is from Bob. Yes, and I have to say that, Bob, you are totally right. You know, when we're worried about the risk of tick-borne diseases, diseases that they carry, you don't want them to bite in the first place. So while products like Frontline have a good place for flea and tick control, if that is your primary concern, then we're looking for something that's going to have more of a repellency to keep those critters away. And there are some out there on the market that have uh, permethrin-type products in there that helps to repel these critters. There's fleas, ticks, and as well as mosquitoes. Um, so that can be very helpful. And, uh, you know, there's different brands out there. I'm not one to push one brand or over another. Um, but Advantix is one. Uh, there's also a product called Vectra 3D. Um, and they do have that repellency product. Um, so if that's important for you, then that definitely um, talk to your veterinarian about finding the right product that's going to suit your needs for flea control. Yeah, that's uh, I agree with that. I never really thought about that yeah. before. That if they bite the dog, they could uh, infect them. Infect them with yeah. Lyme disease. So what good is that? So thanks for bringing that to our attention and answering that question. I learned so much here. <laughs> we are now a part of the whole Facebook generation. It just seems like everyone's doing it. And Bobby has insisted that we start Facebooking. So we have a brand new Facebook page this week, and apparently we're looking for friends. Is that what's happening? I guess I we're, don't know how Facebook. I'll goes. friend you. Will you friend me? Do you do you have your own yes. Facebook page? I have, I have, I have my personal one. I have a, my dogs in style one. Yes, I got two. So you know all about this Facebook stuff. I just didn't think it was going to take <laughs> off. I'll, I'll be real honest with you. Do you know in Facebook they have dog book? So when you set your Facebook page up, you can put your per, you can put your pets picture up and and have let them get friends as well. All three of my dogs have their own friends.
In the 4th of July spirit, I thought I would uh, nuke, nuke some weenies in a blanket over here for the entire staff. Oh, wow. So if you want some. I don't think I'm going to pass on on the weenies. You're going to pass uh, on the... <laughs> things that are chopped up like that. You just don't know what parts are in there. I don't yeah, know. It's a weird, <laughs> little weird looking. But it's hard to barbecue inside the studio. Maybe later we can all do it. We're all here, toll free, on this Fourth uh, of July weekend. What do you think we'd take off the weekend too? Just because yeah. you took it off. We're going to be partying later, though. That's the fun. <laughs> well, we'll have all the animals out, and then of course we put them inside when the fireworks start because. Is this too Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see. I think we have Robin on the phone. Hey, Robin, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Where are you today? San Diego. Lovely San Diego. Listening on XM? Uh, yes, XM. Okay. How can we help you? Yeah. Well, I have a 10-month-old special needs puppy. He's unable to walk. He's never walked uh, since his birth. I am working with the rehabilitation center right now to see see what we can do. Uh, the challenge is the potty training, and I'm currently using a doggy uh, litter box without the litter. I'm using the pads instead. Okay. And he, he uh, of course, lays on his side to potty, and uh, the rescuer that had him for nine months of his, the first nine months of his life, just kind of left him in the bathroom, and and so even the, the side is kind of stained. Because uh, he's a white, he's a white uh, Russell Terrier, um, uh, Russell Terrier and Chihuahua mix. Oh, a cutie then. Yeah, he <laughs> now, you mentioned he, you mentioned that he was paralyzed from birth. Do we have any details on what happened? Was it um, anything where he's been suffering any kind of pain? Um, is he able to void on his own consciously? Yes, he's able to void on his own consciously. I doubt any pain. Uh, the woman named Margaret who rescues uh, dogs and cats from the different humane societies and so forth tries to get to them before they uh, are euthanized, uh, rescued the mother who was pregnant and delivered that night, actually, four puppies, three healthy female puppies, and my little guy, Simka, um, who was the runt. Um, okay. And Margaret would, you know, when the girls were finished, she'd scoot him in there so he could eat. Uh, but still, he's a lot smaller. As a matter of fact, last Saturday, I met his his birth mother. Um, it, was, it was very neat. It was, uh, he was very calm, and uh, she just checked him from, from head to tail. Uh, okay. He hasn't been able to be neutered because he also has a cardiac problem. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that's adding to some of the stresses <sighs> of trying to get him potty trained or just his male stress well bless your heart for taking in a special needs dog because um you know that it is a challenge and you know you can definitely see the physical challenges but as far as training tell me a little bit about what what is working so far and what your problems with the house training methods are well what works best is uh, actually in the evenings before it's time for him to go to bed i'll take him and, and throughout the day i'm home all day uh, I'll take him every 20, 25, 45 minutes into the, um, their wee-wee pads. Uh, they, there's all kinds of pads out there, and these seem to be the ones that motivate him the best. Okay. Um, and, and I put him on those, and sometimes they're success, and sometimes they're not. When there's success, of course, he gets a reward. Uh, okay. When there's not, no reward. Okay. Uh, and are you pairing... Are, uh-huh. I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you pairing that also with a uh, potty command at the same time? Because um, yes. yes. that would I mean, be very I use important. 
All right. I always say I always say potty and poo. Good, good. Got to use yeah, that so we can kind of help. To... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, during, uh, he, 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 I have two playpens for him, two children's playpens, one in the living room, which is, is a play for him to play, one in the bedroom for him to sleep. Um, and they're set up differently as far as, you know, one set up for bed and the other one for the, uh, different toys at different times. I, it depends on, you know, what we've had before, so I try to stimulate him with different toys. Um, he gets very excited. He runs sideways. He'll scoot himself all around the playpen. When he gets really, really excited, though, he poops. Well, so you know, I think a lot of what you're going through, you know, he is a special needs dog, but what you're describing isn't unusual. And we have a dog who started off with a lack of any house training where he was just kind of left alone, left to fend for himself, and just kind of potty where he was. That can be a challenge, and sometimes we see that with pets that come to the pet store because they're just poop and pee in their kennel, and they really don't learn that association of what our expectations are. So you have a lot to overcome, and in that, I would say the consistency is going to be one of the most important things. If he has good continence and he is able to void and fully void, then it's really a matter of doing what you're doing with the repetition. And I was going to tell you to do it, uh, take him to his potty area on every hour. But if you're doing it any every half hour even, you are uh, very consistent. And that's very important to pair that uh, potty command and reward on the positive end when he does do what he's supposed to do. Um, so I, I think everything you're doing is sounds very very appropriate, um, okay. and, and the only thing that, you know, if this little guy really does trek around that well, you know, I've had some dogs, and, you know, maybe they're more able-bodied dogs, but we'll train them to a bell if they have to go potty. So some of these guys, you know, you can train them to know when he needs to go potty, and if he yeah. does, if you have grass area outside, it's not unrealistic you could even train him to tell you when he needs to go potty, just a different site that we'd have to train him to. Right, um, so, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, where I currently live, there is nothing but cement out there. Uh, but, no. um, with the uh, the woman uh, who's working with with me, working with him on the rehabilitation, uh, she was putting together something this weekend uh, to see if we can get him sort of in a, a, a makeshift quadriplegic sort of a wheel kind of thing, so Excellent. that. Um, yeah. Uh, just, just to see if, you know, if he's going to use any of those legs, then, you know, we may only need uh, the front end or the back end. But in the meantime, that end, and, and hopefully then my plan is getting used to going out and going potting, you know, uh, walking with him and then, of course, cleaning up after him and that kind of thing. Definitely. Well, keep up those good efforts. And uh, we wish you well and we wish Simcha well. And, and hopefully he'll get up and be as able-bodied and capable as he can, a tiny little guy. And I'm sure he's uh, warming everyone's hearts that he's meeting. Thank you so much for your call, Robin. This is Animal Radio. We're here for your calls at 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio Network.